Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, December 22nd. I'm Ryan Delaney, sitting in for Wayne Pratt. Ahead, the first player to wear the jersey of St. Louis's Major League Soccer team will be a professional gamer. It's an absolute honor, especially being the club's like first official player signing before we even have a team. It's, such, it's, like, it's, it's crazy. It's going to go down in, in the history books. And we'll take to the skies with a model airplane group. First, news. Coronavirus cases are decreasing in the St. Louis region. The metro area has seen about 1,600 new cases per day over the last week. That's down nearly 13 percent over the week before. And Illinois' health department is reporting the lowest number of COVID-19 cases since late October. Daily death tolls have also fallen. They've been below 100 for three straight days. St. Louis County may soon ease some public health restrictions. During a press conference Monday, County Executive Sam Page said the county's current stay-at-home order has helped slow the spread of the virus. He said if the number of new cases per day remains stable, the county could allow limited indoor dining to resume within a few weeks. It's important to note that any form of indoor dining will still carry risk. But we believe that given the compliance in the community and the cooperation of the restaurant industry, we can agree on a plan that will allow some form of indoor dining to return by early next month. Page said the county health department has been working with a group of restaurant advisors to develop the plan that would allow some indoor dining. County restaurants and bars have been limited to outdoor dining and curbside takeout since mid-November. A report released yesterday examines the St. Louis County Police Department and says the organization has work to do in addressing a racial divide within the organization. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll has more on what's included in the report. The report says the window to address this racial divide is growing smaller. It also says the department needs to work on developing stronger relationships with the community and restore trust through transparency, specifically in communities of color. According to the report, the department did not track demographics relating to recruiting, training, hiring, transfers, or promotions, which was a serious concern with internal issues of racism and gender discrimination. The private consultant group that completed the investigation recommends the department revise training policies, become more transparent, and hire staff that reflects the community it serves. County Executive Sam Page encouraged the county council to discuss the findings on Tuesday. I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. Arch City Defenders claims in a lawsuit that a Missouri jail has been mistreating its inmates. The prisoners' rights group says deputies have taunted inmates and that the jail provided so little food that one detainee ate toothpaste and toilet paper to ward off hunger. The lawsuit was filed on behalf of three recent pretrial detainees at the Francois County Jail. County officials there did not comment to the Associated Press. More middle and high school students in the St. Louis region will have the option of in-person learning after the winter break. Administrators plan to reopen high schools in St. Louis in January for the first time since the pandemic began. Other districts in the region will reopen high schools after having to close them again in November. Wentzville Superintendent Curtis Kane says staffing shortages in the fall forced him to focus on younger students. In order to keep our elementary schools open, we decided to marshal our resources and deploy them differently. So we have uh, literally deployed middle and high school staff throughout our elementaries to keep them open. 
Kane and other school administrators stress all reopening plans are tentative. Teens say motivation and grades are suffering during homeschooling, and the rate of depression among high school students has increased. St. Louis's Major League Soccer team won't hit the pitch until 2023, but the team will begin competing in the virtual arena in January. St. Louis City SC signed its first esports player, 20-year-old Hasib Zaflik, this month. Zaflik will compete on behalf of the team in online FIFA tournaments. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports. Hasib Zaflik isn't new to esports. The St. Louisan has played FIFA, an internationally popular video game series, for over a decade and he's good at it. He's ranked among the top 50 FIFA players in North America. Zolfik is the first player to wear the St. Louis City SC jersey. It's an absolute honor, especially being the club's like first official player signing before we even have a team. It's, such, it's, like, it's, it's crazy. It's going to go down in, in the history books. Zolfik immigrated to the U.S. from Bosnia when he was one and calls St. Louis his hometown. Columbus Crew, another MLS team, signed him to represent them in esports tournaments two years ago, when he was still in high school. He says that helped him hone the skills needed to compete at a pro level. The strategies differed from in-person soccer games he grew up playing and watching. You control 11 people with just your fingers, but obviously in person, you're just one person playing with 10 other people on your team. EMLS started in 2018, and by 2020, the final cup drew more than two and a half million views on the streaming platform Twitch. Matt Seebeck is the St. Louis team's chief experience officer. He says Zolfik competing online for the team will help build St. Louis City SC's brand and fan base. You know, we can start those rivalries in a digital setting now, um, before our real matches begin in 23. Seebeck says the team hit lightning in a bottle with Zolfik. He's a top FIFA player who has deep roots in St. Louis. Hasid is a player that does a lot of skill and trick moves in the game. Uh, so he comes with a little bit of flair and swagger that we like. So it's really important for me and the club to kind of connect both fan bases and continue to build upon it and uh, hopefully see the club grow and see the city grow and that's what the plan is, honestly. Sofik stands to take home a $70,000 prize if he wins the 2021 EMLS Cup. I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm not nervous, which is good, but you never know until it's game day if you're nervous or not. You can watch Zolfik representing St. Louis City SC on MLS's Twitch channel. His first match is January 5th. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. It's been tough for many to stay passionate about a hobby during the pandemic, but members of one area group are still gathering in a park west of St. Louis with their eyes on the sky. St. Louis Public Radio's Wayne Pratt reports. That's a fierce arrow model plane zipping around Booter Park. The open area of Fenton is home to the Greater St. Louis Modeling Association, a group of about 200 people that builds and flies model airplanes, including... President Fred Cronenwet. A family friend introduced him to model planes in the mid-70s, and he's been at it ever since. And he's really into the hobby. How many of these have you built over the years? Oh, probably 30, 40. Right now, I probably have 10 in my fleet. You heard that right. In his fleet, it's worth noting he's a six-time national champion. It's more than a hobby for Cronenwet. It's been a gateway for a career as an aviation engineer at Boeing. So I tell management saying, if you ever find someone 
on their resume that say that they build and fly model airplanes. Talk to them. The model airplane world fascinates Jeff Young as well. He picked it up from his father while growing up in St. Louis during the 1970s through the mid-80s. He was constantly building a model of sorts, and it really stemmed from that. We would build models together and then go out and fly them. The overall appeal for Young is the ability to make something with your hands and see it soar. He says that is lost on many of today's children who focus more on building virtual worlds. And I go, come in my hobby room and we could build something you can hold hand and then you can fly it. And then if it doesn't fly right, you can adjust it and you could make it to what you, you, you can get this thing to work. And I, I just don't understand why kids today don't want to do that. Cronin Wet would like to see more young people start tinkering with model planes as well. When you build a model airplane, you have to be the plumber, the painter, the engineer, the electrician. You have to do it all. Flying occurs in wide open spaces like Booter Park, so that reduces the possibility of COVID spread. And for Cronin Wet and Young, it helps maintain a lifelong love of designing, building, and flying model planes even in a year where many entertainment options have been taken away. I'm Wayne Pratt, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis Public Radio News' executive editor is Shula Newman. Keep up with the news throughout the day at stlpublicradio.org or follow the newsroom on Twitter at stlpublicradio. Our music is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Ryan Delaney, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.